Welcome to the Gamerhood Podcast. Today we are talking with Dr. Alex Tripp, aka Milkman Al, a 37-year-old anesthesiologist and a father of a five-year-old boy from the Kansas City area. Alex has a YouTube and Twitch channels and is trying to educate and show people that medicine can be fun and exciting. He started becoming more active since the pandemic due to the prevalent misinformation and lack of resources on the internet. So he is trying to combine gaming and medicine in a fun way. Check out his future AMAs, his Twitch channel, and his YouTube, which will be in the show notes. You know, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? So, hey, everybody. I'm uh, I'm Milkman Al, um, otherwise known as Alex. I am an anesthesiologist. I'm 37 years old. I'm a diehard gamer and have been for 30 plus years. Uh, generally into Path of Exile right now, but also board games, tabletop stuff like Warhammer. You know, I, basically, if there's a nerd box, I pretty much check it. Nice. <laughs> so I, I started... Um, kind of engaging people on social media um, when the pandemic kind of got in full swing because I saw that there was this huge, um, as we were talking about earlier, huge like dearth of reliable information for people. And like, you know, you have a lot of people who like state their point and while they may be correct, they're, they're still just kind of saying a point. They don't like give people evidence to support that. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really trying to like actively link these like research studies and, you know, talk them through with people and like make this stuff accessible on a, like, you know, a level that's uh, available to everyone, you know, regardless of whether you've had zero education or you're a fellow doctor or, you know, an epidemiologist, whatever. And that sort of developed into streaming because I like, I got a, I wouldn't say that I actually got a good response from that. Like I I got a, um, a voluminous response. There were lots of people who were, you know, like, basically trying to shout me down, but there are also a lot of people who are, you know, pretty interested. So um, instead of just like, you know, fishing through Reddit or Facebook all the time, I just started doing it live and, uh, you know, publishing videos and like little mini talks and stuff. And it's slowly grown a community over the past, like, I guess I've really started doing that seriously, probably about six months ago, but that's great. um, Been doing it for a year. So yeah. And I, I try to, you know, show that like medicine doesn't have to be like scary and totally incomprehensible and that like, I'm a real person too, you know, like I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm on the front lines of COVID and have been, you know, since the pandemic started, but I'm still just like a dude, you know, like you can ask me questions and uh, yeah, basically just making medicine and, you know, cutting edge science, like available to everybody in this weird, weird, weird time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like I mentioned to you kind of before we started recording here is I think that you on your YouTube videos, at least, which you know, I guess might be partially edited, uh, you know, you think you do a good job and, you know, explaining, you know, kind of both sides of the story. And you're not necessarily mm-hmm. saying anything's wrong because like you said a lot of the information out there could be, you know, factual. Uh, it's just not the whole side of the story uh, to really make an right. opinion based on. But that mm-hmm. people run with just what they hear and then they run with it with, without knowing the whole story. Yeah. Um, like for one, for one example, like I didn't even really realize, but uh, when, you know, the one video you were talking about, you know, the myocarditis um, and uh, you know, the risks of the vaccine. Um, but then also yes. that, you know, yeah, that's a number and there's stats associated with it. And, you know, some people can say that's, uh, you know, a risk you shouldn't have to take, but then you're like, but on the flip side, if you get COVID, there's actually a significantly higher percentage full thing was like 400 times higher risk that right. COVID actually gives you that first. Yeah, vaccine. exactly. So it's like, yeah. you know, know the facts and, you know, make a decision based on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing, the thing about medicine is it's all, everything is risk benefit, 
I mean, you know, most, most things that we do are, you know, mostly risk-free and have a significant benefit, but you know, there, there are times where it's like, well, you know, you might die during this surgery, but if you don't do it, you're going to die in a month and you might be uncomfortable for that month. You know, yeah. like sometimes it's a little murkier. Um, fortunately with COVID it's, it's pretty clear cut, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it is important that people have the education that they need to like weigh these things against each other. However obvious it may seem to like me or somebody else who's educated on the subject. For sure. So Milkman Al, where did, uh, I mean, Al, I guess the short form for Alex, but um, yes, where did correct. Milkman come from? So, so I've had that name for uh, probably man, 25-ish years. It's been uh, Starcraft days, okay. um, but there was a, there was a uh, comic strip that I really enjoyed called Red Meat. And uh, it's like kind of this sort of like raunchy dark humor comic that used to get published in a uh, local newspaper, like a free local kind of hipstery newspaper. And there was a character named Milkman Dan, who was like one of the more diabolical, like, you know, jackasses in the, (laughs) in the comic strip. And I thought that was super, you know, 12 year old me thought that was really cool. So I just took it. Um, And uh, I've just been with it ever since. And um it's sort of unfortunately because I realize now that I'm actually trying to be somewhat taken seriously that uh, it finishes off with anal and gets caught <laughs> in a lot of filters. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's a little, it's a little uh, difficult for people to uh, uh, like when it's not the capitalization isn't in the right place. It's a little yeah. difficult to sort out. <laughs> but uh, oh, well. so are you going through a name change or considering one soon or nah, nah? Uh. I'll just roll with it. I don't, I don't plan on ever being. Uh, um, you know, like notable to the point where that's actually going to matter, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, and I just quickly took them over to the family side there. Um, I yeah. believe you have a son. I do. Is I have that... a five-year-old son. He okay. just turned five. Okay. Christmas baby. Well, that's, almost Christmas baby. That's great. So um, how is that going? I guess staying on the topic of, you know, being a frontline worker and everything. Um because uh, like, I mean, like I have a daughter and she's only like two and a half. So I think she's kind okay. of too young that she does understand. Like she thinks sometimes like she'll just be like, oh, let me put my mask on because she thinks it's like cool. And it's like a fashion statement. Right. <laughs> but I think obviously five is old enough that he's probably gets it a bit more. Yeah. So um, so in terms of the pandemic, like, you know, it started when he was three or. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I Basically guess he was three. Yeah, almost. Three, um, yeah. <laughs> and so he doesn't really no much different i mean he has some like vague memories before that time but like mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of all the same to him so i i don't i don't think he really cares and it's it's you know been so widespread like i'm i'm in kansas city and the whole city has had a mask mandate basically continuously for um the last two years i think they they just stopped it of course like a month ago before <laughs> omicron hit but anyway. did they reinstate it yet or no not yet okay. but i i bet you it's coming which uh, is going to be, you know, like you said, like people get frustrated with the change of direction. So I think that's what's going to cause the outrage more than the fact that the masks are back. It's yes, that. absolutely. Yeah, it's the flip flopping that like yeah. breeds, you know, malcontent basically. And I don't know if you're following like policies and shutdowns over from around the world, but uh, I'm from the uh, Toronto, Ontario area, like okay, Canada. Okay. So uh, I'm pretty sure like we still have like the most strict and like longest lockdowns and most strict. Um, oh, that sounds like tons of fun. <laughs> yeah so there's yeah, quite the divide uh, even though you know canadian super you know apologetic and nice people there's there's quite the divide here of course 
<laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So, but he, he handles it very well and he's, you know, he's just totally used to anytime we go somewhere having a mask on. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he is a ton of fun, dude. Five is a good age. Um, yeah. If you don't have any older kids, you will really enjoy it. He's yeah. I have nephews that are they're older than that, so yeah. I get it. And, but uh, gotcha. Yeah, no, he yeah. is he is a blast, and he's starting to ask um, kind of difficult questions about like why he has to wear a mask and stuff. He's never like challenged it, you know. Yeah, but yeah. he's like, why do we have to? why is everybody wearing a mask and like, why don't we wear it in our house and <laughs> things like that? But uh, yeah, yeah you sure. Know, and it, I, I would almost be interested because I haven't actually had a guest because typically my guests are like, yeah, like younger kids, like your age, but uh, uh-huh. I'd be interested to even talk to somebody that has uh, kids that are in like high school, right. To see if there's even divide amongst friends and, you know, because their dad says, you know, whatever. And yeah, I, I bet you there probably is. I'm yeah. I'm not sure about that, honestly. Like, um, I think that this these this, this divide will trickle down through parents and their opinions to the yeah. kids, right? And then cause mm-hmm. issues in school. Yeah, I think that's a fair bet, especially in places like this. Um, you know, I don't I don't know how the prevailing mentality is there, but here in you know Missouri, it's like everybody in the city is pretty much cool with it and like on board with COVID regulations, but dude, you drive 30 minutes in any direction and you're out in the sticks. And, uh, that is not the case. <laughs> um, like, so the, the hospital I work in is, um, kind of like on the very edge of the Metro area and the County that it's in is like 40% vaccinated. Mm. So, uh, there's, there's lots of that like mentality mixing there to be, uh, charitable about it. Um, and and consequently, we see a lot of we we have kind of a disproportionate amount of uh, COVID admissions as well. Mm. So I think I think the people who are uh, uh, you know in that area probably have a lot of issues with that because there's some people who are very staunchly against all of the regulations, and some who are just like, yeah, we get it, we're we're on board. Yeah, that's fair. So flipping over to I guess the gaming side, that's yeah. one of the focuses of uh, the podcast. Uh, do you recall how you got into gaming? Uh, like you said, thirty years ago, but like a yeah. system game. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, very very fond memories of that. Actually, it was it was actually all through friends. Um, I I can't remember like the exact timeline, but the first two games that I was ever exposed to were uh, uh, Final Fantasy Legend for the Game Boy. And um, Final Fantasy's Mystic Quest for the Super Nintendo. And like whenever I went over to my friends' houses that had those things, I was like, oh, my God, we have to play this. They're so cool. (laughs) And uh, my parents are kind of like technophobes, like neither one of them can use a cell phone and don't have one. And, you know, they were like, I don't know that we want to get you one of those devil game systems. (laughs) And so I don't think it was until I was maybe like nine or so that I actually had one. So just years of you being like a like watching uh, your friend play the game. Yeah, kind of pretty much just like being a being an annoying like clinger, you know, like, hey, can I come over and play your Super Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually have like your own save and everything? Or are you just kind of more or less like watched? Him, no, like, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I usually yeah. watched him. But uh, yeah, I was just like totally intrigued. Um, and I guess I guess now that I think about it, I grew up playing a bunch of board games, but it was all like, you know, kid board games, Monopoly and stuff. I'm I'm pretty sure my parents wanted to burn Monopoly uh, by the time I <laughs> had grown up. But uh, yeah, I was always always into board games and I actually got introduced to uh, Hero Quest pretty early. Um, I think I was like seven ish um, and played that a fair bit. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any uh, 
I guess interesting or funny stories you want to share for, of uh, gaming when you were younger? When I was younger, uh, or it could be more recent. I don't know. Um, it, not not any like particular stories, but like most of my high school and like later middle school years, like seventh, eighth grade, yeah. pretty much um, revolved around um, in 64 games. Like okay. I would, I would just, there were like five of us who like lived at one of my friend's houses and we basically just played Goldeneye and Smash Brothers all great day time. long. I'm sure that was great. <laughs> and then in high school, that sort of uh, transitioned to my house and we were pretty much all drunk all the time playing smash brothers and like there were people in and out of my house and i because i kind of lived in this like central location and you know there'd be 10 people just like chilling <laughs> playing and smash still, brothers. And still made it to a uh, red school so not a bad i kick. still made it yeah, yeah right like i i kind of wonder like if i hadn't <laughs> killed all those brain cells <laughs> what i would be doing right now but well an anesthesiologist uh you know it's not not a bad gig so yeah man i mean i can't complain <laughs> but, oh man but maybe i'd be introducing like cold fusion to the world right now or something <laughs> if i had <laughs> never know it's true <laughs> there you go so uh i know you're mostly in the arpgs i guess current game yes. wise yeah uh-huh yeah um i i spend as much time as i can playing path of exile uh and also like currently i'm into i'm doing uh, last epoch okay yeah so uh and for anybody who doesn't know that's a game that's technically in beta right now which is but it's like way more polished than just about every other release besides path of exile in my opinion yeah it's definitely i think it's like what like 40 dollars or something like that something like that it's actually pretty expensive for a uh, early access game, but yeah, I, mean, I was actually gonna say though, it's like it's worth the money. Like, there's a lot of early accesses yeah. that are about that much or more, and then you get like you know ten hours max out of it. But this game, yeah. if you wanted to, you could get hundreds of hours out of it. And oh yeah, easy. there's still multiple classes that uh, are coming down the pipe. They're just releasing big patches like very regularly. I think there's a big one that revamped the entire crafting system like just mm-hmm. recently. Redid classes like I think the druid, which is one of the first classes, they totally redid. So. Uh, the developers are definitely actively working on it. So it's definitely worth picking up if you like games like Path of Exile and you're kind of yeah. looking for something different to do between seasons. Because, um, like, I don't know about you, but, you know, Path of Exile does not last me the three months. Um, no, no, I usually get about two out of it at most. Oh, I guess um, sometimes for me it's like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'll go hard. Like, I'll get like, I'll get like four days played in that two weeks. And Oh, nice. I'm um, color me jealous, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll try. Yeah. What I'll try do, and obviously, it's like people say, "Oh, well, how much? Do you, how do you play some of the games? You know, with work and like you know, a two-year-old and wife and everything." And I said, "Well, my wife's yeah. typically in bed by you know eleven, and and then I'm just irresponsible, and I'll just play from eleven till one every <laughs> night or eleven till two, and I'll just sacrifice sleep, and then that's how I do it." Yeah, that sounds like one of my partners actually, who was uh, I. He was basically my best friend from med school, and I coerced him to move from uh, Washington D.C. to here and join oh, my nice. tiny you know, rural group, <laughs> but he'll, uh, he's got two kids himself and he'll, he'll do that. It'd be like, you know, come in dragon one morning. And he's like, uh, I was playing enter the gungeon for like five hours. Last yeah. night. And it's like, God, man, <laughs> that's hardcore. I wish, I wish I had the like fortitude to do that and then just like push through the next day. But unfortunately well, I, it just makes me feel like ass and i'm a huge jerk to everybody if i do that so i can't really can't really make that happen also uh you know me speaking as you know what your profession is i think um you know when you make it you could make a mistake where millimeters could go from like you know 
okay, they're yeah. being free to their paralyzed for life. It's that's probably a good idea to be. Yeah, you know, game. you kind of, yeah, you kind of, kind of want to bring your game face to work yeah. in my in my profession. But uh, yeah, it's um, and it, it just feels bad. Like I've I've done that before, you know, like especially during residency where there just is no break, you know, yeah. and like every now and then you just kind of have to be like, screw it, I need some time for myself, even if it's at the cost of sleep. But man, you pay for it the next day. Yeah, <laughs> it is not fun. Sure. It is not fun at all. Well, that's great. And uh, so is there any games coming out you're looking forward to? Like, are you following like Lost Ark at all or anything like that? Kind of peripherally, honestly. Um, like, I'm sort of aware of it. I'm really interested in uh, Diablo 4. Uh, yeah, but well, it's, it sounds like that's not going to be coming away. anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially with all of the issues Blizzard has had recently, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know, they're in fire suppression mode right at the moment, not Diablo 4 development mode. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, that that and Path of Exile 2 are the biggest ones on my radar. Um, but every now and then, like, I catch a whiff of um, some, like, indie game or something that's supposed to be good. But most of it is me just trying to figure out ways to play all of the games that are, like, lined up in my Steam queue. Yeah. That I've, you know, sort of, like, borderline wasted money on during <laughs> during their various <laughs> sales. Uh, that's kind of like, I'm sure you've seen the meme post, right, where... Um... Where it shows a girl's closet and then she says, I have nothing to wear. And then it shows a guy's stream library and says, I have nothing to play. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, like, that's, well, 90% that's of the games in my lobby I haven't even downloaded yet. Yeah. And like, my, <laughs> but I have nothing. Then I'll sit here being like, I have nothing to play. Yeah, you know, exactly. I have hundreds of dollars of games I haven't even downloaded. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually looking at my Steam uh, library right now and I, I bet you there's a solid four or 5,000 hours of gameplay here. <laughs> yeah. I just like haven't even touched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause again, like you like, like the kind of, which I like, like I like the ARPGs cause they're just kind of really good w- games to just kind of like turn your brain off and like really yes. unwind versus Absolutely. like as much as single player. And I also like being social. So I don't know, uh, kind of if you game or with uh, other people or you kind of are on discord and stuff like that while you game mm-hmm. or you specifically just kind of stick to yourself but like i like being on discord and talking to people and what have you so there's so many great like single player games i would love to play but like i'd always choose to like play an inferior game that has a social aspect to it than like an amazing yeah, single player game that like i'm just like by myself yeah no that makes perfect sense to me um i put thousands of hours into Diablo 2 and mostly because I found a community of like you know similar nerds who were interested in the game and we were we'd always party up um these days I like it's a little harder for me to get into like party play just because my time to play is like pretty limited and fairly sporadic yeah um so it's kind of hard to like pick up a party for half an hour and then be like oh sorry guys (laughs) gotta go (laughs) for sure Unless you get like, gotta get, we gotta make some kind of like dad community kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like people who, well, so one of the things that I really like about ARPGs is that uh, I can just like stop. Yep. You know, like my kid, you know, runs into the wall or something and is screaming hysterically. I can just be like, okay, well, that sucks. I gotta go deal with this now. And, you know, there's no like, you know, like in Call of Duty, like you just sit there and you're, you know, a sitting duck for however long it takes you. But, you know, you just like, take a portal back to town it's no big deal right for sure like go about your business 
but it's also a game that you know is dangerous for you say oh, one more map before bed and then you know like you said, oh, it's man. two three in the morning and you're like Shit. oh no <laughs> no i'm so bad about that my my wife gets so mad because she's like she's like what are you doing what are you doing up here and i was like well i just had to do this thing and then zada appeared in the map and then you know like, always the I last to... map that's a map within a it's... map within a map within a right? map and you're like yeah oh, my it's, God. it's the mapception yeah <laughs> and, and you know, so like I just start like jabbering like some raving idiot. And she's like, I have no idea what those words coming out of your mouth mean. Whatever. Just do this thing. Whatever. <laughs> like, you're going to get okay. the kid tomorrow. Exactly. You deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. So, but uh, yeah. But yeah, I definitely uh, get swept away in it if I'm not real careful. <laughs> but For sure. So um, why do you uh, kind of keep playing games these days, like with your busy schedule and everything? Like, is it just like a, an, an unwind and a release, like a reset? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, release is the word that immediately came to mind uh, for sure. And it's it uh, like one of the things that I've always liked about uh, just RPGs in general, not necessarily just action RPGs, is it's kind of like uh, you're still building something, you know, like there's there's a lot to be said for, again, like using Call of Duty as an example, like, you know, just kind of like getting your rocks off and there's like a five minute match and whatever you blow some crap up and it's cool. But uh, I like having, you know, something to show like even even games that are like that with like an rpg element you're like oh man i just like you know ground out 400 kills or whatever and got this you know sweet ass gun like cool yeah. uh but yeah i like i like being able to have uh, you know achievements to set even even though this is my like relaxation this is my way to just sort of get away from uh you know like my work and you know, be alone. So I'm, uh, one thing that might actually inform, um, kind of what I'm saying here is I'm an only child. Um, so I grew up having a whole bunch of time to myself and yeah. I value that a lot. Uh, yeah, that's so, great. As long as I think it's important that you recognize them, that you're that in yourself early yeah. uh -huh. and you make sure to find that in your partner. Cause like I have friends that it's important to them, mm -hmm. but that's the complete opposite of what their spouse is like. Right. So then they're just like, <laughs> yes. it's hard to like, not have them always breathing down my neck <laughs> yeah no i i i gotcha for sure and yeah my my wife doesn't she's like kind of almost only ish uh because she's like six years younger than her nearest brother um so she was kind of like she's the youngest of three but she still you know lived in a house of five and you know just like to do my own thing is really really nice for me it, it helps me a lot to kind of just turn my brain off and you know, not have to like go get a ball or do the laundry or what, you know, whatever, just day-to-day -day adult stuff. <laughs> yeah. I know you mentioned your, in your ask me anything kind of posts, you know, obviously uh -huh. with your profession, you have to deal a bunch with like, you know, anxiety and um, yeah. you know, mental health. So I guess, do you have any tips or advice on anyone listening that, you know, kind of struggles with that balance with games, like how to, how it can easily slide from that healthy release to, you know, an addiction? Yeah, you know, so uh, like generally speaking, um, so I am just just to be clear for anybody listening, like I I deal with mental health pretty often. I have very minimal like formal training in it um, between med school and uh, residency. I have like three months ish, um, but I deal with it like on a routine basis. You know, whether people are nervous or they have a bad outcome from surgery or whatever. So I'm, I'm not, again, not a professional, but I do have a lot of relevant experience and some training with it. Um, and I try to, you know, pass the basics along to people. Um, 
you know, because a, a lot of times that's all people need. You know, they just need the tools to like help themselves. And then they're like, oh yeah, those are good ideas. I can probably, you know, benefit from that. Um, so with that in mind, first off, if anybody is having issues with like gaming addiction or think they might, I strongly recommend checking out um, Healthy Gamer GG's page or uh, Alok Kenosha. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Dr. K. Um, excellent, excellent content and a whole bunch of relevant stuff for you. Um, and also seek help, seek professional help. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no shame in that. That's that's just the smart thing to do. Anyway, back to my original point is generally speaking, something becomes pathological when it interferes with your daily function. Mm-hmm. So like if you are gaming 10 hours a day and you like forget to eat dinner, you don't, you know, walk your dog or whatever, uh, you know, those aren't necessarily big deals. Um, but if it happens routinely, you know, maybe you should take a step back and be like, is this me, you know, should like look into it a little bit more, um, before it starts being things like, you know, you're not getting to work on time and you're not paying your bills and stuff, you know, you're neglecting your family and your friends and all that sorts of stuff. That's, that's when it really transitioned into addiction that needs, a lot of digging out and the the earlier you can recognize these things and treat them just like any other medical condition it's you know the better off you're going to be oh, that's great advice yeah and, and the thing i also say is like and i even ask myself this i don't know if you ever do sometimes like uh-huh. when i'm playing games or like when i know i'm down with the poe season is because like i ask myself like did i have fun tonight or was i just kind of playing because it was something to do and then i should move on yes. to another game or movies or something else mm-hmm. um and I and I'll, trust me, the games that we play, there is always time or days where you might not have fun, but you're working towards a goal. So it's like, well, it will be fun. Just give it another day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, actually, yeah. I, I had that experience personally not too long ago because um, my wife uh, left for. So I had I had to work the week after Christmas, but her, her family was gathering in Arkansas. She's from Arkansas. And so she drove down there um, with my son. So I was just here alone, which was like my paradise basically yeah <laughs> but i was get all uh, the junk food the takeout you know oh my god yeah and I'm, I'm actually a pretty good cook too so i was cooking some mean meals and uh but you know i was just like hit the hardcore degenerate gamer button man for a couple <laughs> days it was it was beautiful but you know like six-ish hours in i was kind of like huh like am i getting bored am i yeah am i having fun like you say like is this actually fun that i was like yes i am <laughs> i am definitely <laughs> having fun let's keep going uh but yeah like it's it's good to sort of check yourself every now and then right like yeah have a have a little like self eval and make sure that you actually do want to sit there and stare at a screen for 12 hours when you could be doing literally anything else that you want uh so yeah nice yeah so for um kind of pulling your son back into it now like yeah you know now that he's five um have you had a chance or a desire to kind of pull him in and do any kind of gaming with him yet or has he done his own solo stuff or are you still kind of keeping that over yeah so i i struggle with that honestly i i haven't really like i've shown him like path of exile and you know last epoch and stuff and he enjoys kind of like moving the characters around and making the flashy lights happen and all that sort of stuff but like i don't think he really understands that it's like you know, you're supposed to like click on these things to make them explode. You know, like he doesn't he doesn't get the object of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, and I haven't really pushed that. And like, frankly, we haven't we've we've sort of taught him the basics of operating like an iPad um, just so he can, you know, if he like touches it and there's a movie playing. He can unpause it. 
Um, but we haven't really shown him how to uh, operate it just because um, I think my, my wife and I are both sort of hesitant that, uh, you know, he will sort of fall into that screen time dungeon <laughs> where mm -hmm. uh, that's like what he wants to do all the time. And I don't know if like you found like we haven't really done too much with our daughter. Like I said it's about two and a half, but uh -huh. it's still insane how intuitive it is. Like if she takes her phone, like she just somehow it's like, how are you thinking to swipe this way or like zoom in or like, yeah, yeah, know, it is watching us here and there, but like we've never really given her the phone and she can still like navigate through it. Yeah. Like my, uh, my kid almost bought uh, this like giant Lionel train set on Amazon just from like clicking through pictures. And he was, yeah. and he came and told us, he was like, mom, I bought this train. And he was on the screen. Like all he had to do was uh, hit the like buy it now button. <laughs> and, and we were like, oh, please don't buy that. No, oh, God. Like, yeah. Crazy. So, yes, totally agree, man. Uh, but so someone's doing their job in a bad way. But like for us, but it, someone's it, doing their job at the, you know, the IT side, tech side for. Yeah, seriously, man. Really they almost got a it. couple hundred dollar purchase from my uh, five year old yeah. son. <laughs> there you go. So, um. Do you have, uh, I guess, any you know tips out there for dads are trying to get hours in the game that kind of can't seem to find it in their life? Or, uh, yeah, organization. <laughs> That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, and you know, also communication with your wife. I mean, or spouse. I guess. Uh, it's it's hard to do anything that you know as time consuming as video games are without arranging some sort of like agreement or even like a schedule, a set schedule, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of what I do. Like I, you know, I do this streaming thing, but just for two hours a night, twice a week, you know, it's like, it's not a time suck. It's after like my kid goes to sleep at, you know, seven to seven fifteen every night. So, uh, you know, it's not like I'm taking away from time with him, uh, or like saddling my wife with anything, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to, uh, get more gaming in, like, you know, set up time for yourself and say, Hey, you know, maybe on Saturdays, you can take the kid to the zoo or the, you know, whatever. Uh, or if you're, you know, one of the lucky work at home people, maybe you can do that in the morning while your kid's at school or who knows, yeah. um, basically just make a plan, communicate and, uh, you know, understand that uh, things are just different, you know, with a the kid, they, they just, uh, your game time is going to decrease, <laughs> you know, unless, unless like, I don't know, you're a professional gamer or something and like you do that for your job, but that's yeah. obviously the exception to the rule. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just have to, you just have to know that things are a little bit different and you're going to have to, you know, sacrifice some me time uh, if you want to be a useful involved parent, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, but, I think that's great. Like I, I even have some like family with, I I don't now, but I have obviously off and on for 15 years playing uh -huh. World of Warcraft. Um, Ooh, right? yeah. And sometimes okay. they're like, oh, that's kind of like sad, isn't it? That like you have like set aside like two nights a week you go with like 30, you know, 25 other people and you kill dragons. And I'm like, well, actually, it's like, like you said, really good because like then it's like very easy. You know, mm -hmm. my wife has knows exactly when I'm busy. Any other of the other five nights, you know, she can book me for whatever she wants. Like, yeah, absolutely. So it's actually better that way, right? To, to schedule it in. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like at first, when I first started streaming, I was all over the place. I didn't really know. Uh, I don't know what I was doing. You know, frankly, I was just kind of like, well, I can talk about this stuff live. I don't have to, you know, be on Reddit typing stuff out. But, uh, 
you know, it was just really haphazard, and, uh, you know, that like nobody could ever watch my stream. Like I couldn't get regular viewers because I was just like doing it whenever. And so, uh, you know, I think it, it really helped both like, you know, community formation, like, you know, for people taking in the content and it helped me do this regularly because like you said, like, you know, my wife's like, Oh yeah, well, this is Wednesday. It's streaming night. So I'm going to, you know, watch my show or yep. do whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, make sure to watch, you know, the bachelor, all that kind of stuff you want. Like that's normally my game night, whatever it, it whatever night bachelor that season is on. My wife loves oh, that bachelor. show. I'm like, perfect. That yeah. night is now game night. <laughs> Excellent. I want an excuse to not watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. I'm, I am there. There's a lot of TLC in our house. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? My big fat, fabulous life. Is that the one Ooh. with the, uh, the dancing, like 400 pound chick? I don't know. Uh, I, whatever. I don't know. It, sounds like it. It. I've never watched <laughs> it, but sounds like it again. That sounds like game night to me. Yeah, exactly. That is 100% game night for me. I'm like, cool. I'm out. <laughs> See <Yeah>. you later. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, man, that might be worse than bachelor. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Think of a competition. <laughs> yeah, pick your pick your poison, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Pick your brain rot. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, um, I guess yeah. As a father of a five-year-old, do you have any uh, just general tips for kind of fathers out there um, for parenthood, whether it's eating, uh, eating sleeping, like not yourself, yeah, like sleep training. Man, uh, routine. Like again, organization, routine. Like kids thrive on routine. So, I mean, I have lots of friends whose kids still aren't sleeping regularly. And I'm like, man, that is the worst possible thing mm-hmm. that you can do to yourself. Uh, you know, get them, get them in a, a sleep routine and stick with it. Like, it's good for them. You know, first off, it's good for them to have like regular sleeping patterns. It helps them develop and, you know, neural function and all that stuff. But it's also just nice for you because you know when they're going to be asleep. Like the latest yeah. my kid ever goes to sleep is eight o'clock. So we that's why I, I start streaming at eight because I'm like there's no way he's going to be awake at eight. (laughs) Like I can plan my night, have a little nice time. But uh, besides that, as far as like day-to-day function sort of stuff, man, you just got to be patient. Yeah. Um, You have to be patient. You have to be calm, talk to them like they're people, um, which I, you know, I still sort of see some of my um, uh, like friends who have kids and, you know, who are roughly his age kind of talking to him, like, you know, they're inferior or something. And I mean, obviously you have to make some, sort of uh concessions on the uh comprehension ability level yeah yeah but you know if you if you bother to sit down and like explain stuff to them like maybe you know they'll miss a lot of what you're saying but they they pick up more than you think for sure and and if you if you want you know to have your kid process stuff like rationally instead of just like freaking out and screaming and breaking shit like you know that's how you do it like you you talk you, you know you say hey like stop making that noise because it, you know, hurts my ears and it's really irritating and I can't listen to mom talking, you know, instead of just like yelling at him to be quiet is yeah. like, like an issue that we have very frequently because <laughs> I have the loud, I have the loud kid. <laughs> he is always the loudest person in the room. No questions asked. And with, with me as a parent, that's saying something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's funny. But, but again, it kind of comes out back to the, the whole, like, uh, you know, short-term pain for long-term gain right like uh, yeah it, it won't be the easy route to do sleep training it won't be the easy route to like you right. said fully explain it to them but hopefully then you only explain it to them like five times rather than like 35 times yeah. because and it sinks yeah. in quicker 
Yeah, exactly. And you're not still explaining it to them when they're, you know, teenagers or adults. Yeah. You know, like they learn this lesson and they're like, oh, well, this is how I cope with this problem. Like somebody asked me to stop and I didn't stop. So they got mad and they punched me in the face. Okay, got it. <laughs> like that's not, I shouldn't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> but for sure. uh, yeah, I mean, all of, all of this, like any advice that I would give anybody basically circles around communication and planning. Um, so, you know, that means different things in different situations. Again, you know, like we were talking about with, you know, gaming time and stuff like that. But uh, it's just, it, I, I think it's very important to, you know, set out your expectations um, and talk it through with, you know, whomever you're dealing with and just make it, make it known upfront, like what you think is going to happen, what you want to happen. And then, you know, and be willing to compromise, be willing to compromise on goals because sometimes, you know, if I, if I were to go to my wife and be like, Hey, I want to, I want a game four hours every night. She'd be like, mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me think about that. No chance. <laughs> yeah. But then you start with four so you can get down to two. Exactly. Yeah. You got to, you got to aim high, right? Yeah. So you, you can work down. You got, you got room to room to negotiate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like one of the hardest things that I have, I have found about being a parent is keeping up with them. Um, so uh, one, one thing that I think kind of gets lost is it's very important to challenge your kids and don't just do the things that they're used to and comfortable with like keep pushing their boundaries. Like my, my kid's learning to read right now, which is like the most amazing freaking thing ever. Like I, I would rate that in terms of how excited I am about it. I would rate that like above talking above walking. Like this is to me the coolest milestone that he is. He has reached so far. Um, and he gets really like, he's, he's good at it, but he doesn't know how good he is at it. And he gets really frustrated when he it like takes him a minute to sound out a word or something and he wants to quit. And, you know, I know as someone who obviously can read like <laughs> that, this is an important thing and that like, I see his progress and he, he knows all of these sounds and letters and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I know you can do this, but you just, you know, you have to, you have to go and finding that balance of, you know, encouraging them and pushing them and like, making the do something that they hate and are discouraged with and you know like making them dislike that activity is really tough yeah so and you're you're gonna run up into that real soon (laughs) with you know sort of like basic motor tasks and stuff like that with a two and a half year old well what we did like i mean she's pretty good like um but like what we're doing right now that we're running through that exact same thing is um yeah we're actually doing a potty training Right. Ooh, so yeah. uh-huh. that's like with um especially with number twos, um, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a power struggle where you know a lot of kids they're like scared of it for whatever reason and they avoid it and right. So yeah, we had we had that issue. So well, actually this is this is an excellent time for one of my parent favorite parenting stories. There you go. Um <laughs> so so we as as I mentioned, we have the loud kid and he has been like just freaking difficult from the start, man. Like sleep training him was an absolute nightmare. Like we had uh we we actually hired a sleep doula. Um okay. <laughs> and like she came over and was telling us to do all this stuff and she's like, "Oh, you know what? It's going to suck really bad for like 2 weeks." You know, you'll be up all night. He'll be screaming, but he'll get it. It was like two and a half months, man, <laughs> of just like being being up constantly. But now he is perfect. 
sleeps 12 hours every single night. Doesn't bother us. It's all good. But, you know, it was just brutal. But fortunately, really the only thing in terms of uh, like kind of important, like real person development that we've had that went well was potty training. (laughs) So we, uh, we, what we did was, I don't know what you're doing, but what we did was we we just had him naked. Like it was during one of my vacation weeks and we just like, we're like, you don't get any clothes. And so he like had to pee and like told me that he had to pee and he stood up and we have hardwood floors in my house and he stood up and like started peeing while he was running to the bathroom and did like a freaking Looney Tunes wipeout, like feet come out from under him, you know, lands on his back in his puddle of pee and like keeps peeing all over, like straight up in the air and it's landing on him. And he's just like screaming (laughs) hysterically the whole time. And you're probably just laughing. I was just absolutely useless. Like part of my brain was like, dude, dude, fix this. What? Get him to the bathroom. And then the other part of me was like, no, screw it. You got to laugh. This is the best thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm finding is like, it's, it's hard. Like it's almost like a disingenuous parent vices sometimes Yeah. when you get like overly stressed about like, Oh, the mess is being made or this or that. Sometimes it's just best to just laugh. Like just cause you know what, like anything can be cleaned up or repaired or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to pick those battles sometimes, man. Like, yeah, you know, you like, do I teach my kid to like, not bang on this? Cause he's going to make a hole in the wall or, you know, like what? I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a bad example. Cause you probably don't want a hole in your wall, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know you mean for sure where you just like, okay, I could challenge this, but yes. then, you know, this is probably one of 10 battles. Is this the one? Is this like, even if I'm going to do seven of the 10, is this the one of the seven I want to take on? Yeah, right, like, right. Or is this the one I like slide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, it's hard, man. I still, I still don't know. I screw it up. Oh, all you the never time. know. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. It's your kid. You can screw him up as much as you want. And then, you know, <laughs> you're the blame. Well, I'm, I'm certainly working on that pretty hard, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, the goal is that you don't. But the beauty <laughs> of it is, is, you know, if you do, then. Yeah, well, that's that's what school's for, right? That's why he's out yeah. of my care for six hours a day. <laughs> because they're like, okay, let's fix what dad taught you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but man, it's it's a wild ride. Oh, that's great. But uh, you know, I think every, like you said, that every step, every milestone, it's like, oh, it's kind of better than the last. And uh-huh. you know, I think it'll be interesting you know, when we introduce a second or whatever into the world to, to mm-hmm. com- not compare, but you're always going to kind of compare the back of your mind. Yeah. Not course, that one's better than the other, but just like, Oh, it's kind of interesting that they're walking slower, but talking faster or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's a kind of impossible to not do that. It's sort of like not smart to not do that. Right. Yeah. Cause you're like, you know, you, you find things that worked and things that didn't work. And if you, you know, why start from square one when you're like, well, we did this thing that was great last time. Let's do that again. Like, yeah for sure know, get a draw on past experiences to figure it out yeah yeah your own experiences and then you know again we're going back to the whole the greatness of pro and con of the internet of how you know readily available information is i mean oh, i think man. it's great for parents to kind of use that and take what they want from it right yeah um i mean i think i've told the story before but it's kind of funny it was like I guess three years ago, so my wife was pregnant and we were at a cottage with like 15 people. So everyone's like drinking this and that, you know, come people oh, are like napping and doing whatever. And I was like, okay. So I was just chilling with my beer and I was like reading like a parenting book. 
And then one of my buddies was like, why the hell are you reading it? Like, what a waste of time. Like, just like, I have two kids, like, just do whatever you want kind of thing. Right. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's I very said, helpful. Thank you. <laughs> no, I said, I said, look, like, yeah, there is no right way. I agree with you. Right. And, and if you don't want to read and stuff like that, that's great. But I was like, at the same time, and probably even you with POE, right. Like we'll yeah. spend dozens of hours researching on, you know, you know, POE um, planner and like what sword to use and this and that. Oh, absolutely. Like, so I think it might be worth a couple thousand hours reading some books, but you know, teach their own. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's one thing that we like, so our kid had was colicky. He was just a disaster. And so we, uh, we did a ton of reading about, you know, like reflux and how to fix colic and all of this sort yep. of stuff. And, you know, like mind tripped ourselves into being like, oh my God, we're doing everything wrong all the time. And you see all these like conflicting sources about whatever. And uh, it's, it's really, really hard to like, you know, when you just have absolutely no idea what you're getting yourself into, like what's good advice and what's not, because there's not like, you know, there's no like science about this stuff and it's all very, you know, just kind of, well, maybe you could try this maybe that'll work. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we, we tried all of those things and, uh, we, we read, we, you know, tried stuff and like it, it we had all, we had a lot of, um, like friends and family who gave us some sort of, uh, it, it, they meant well, but it was very, uh, not functional advice. Like, Oh, you know, like this part sucks, but just get through to this, this landmark and then you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then we got to that landmark and it was not fine. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, we'd have somebody else be like, Oh yeah, I know. I know. But you know, once they hit like six months or something, it's way better. It's way better. Then we got to six months and we're like, what, what are you talking about, man? Like it still sucks. <laughs> what are we, <laughs> what are we doing wrong? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, well, I think you were right. just thinking that it wasn't going to suck. It's just going to suck less. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're just like, you're just trying to like take your foot off that accelerator, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's nice to like inform yourself on all of, you know, with all these different sources and stuff, but it's it's really tough to know which ones are good and useful. For it's, sure. But I, I think it's know. just we, kind of take, take what you want from each though, right? Like I'm sure of everything right. you read. Yes. Let's say you consume ten thousand pages. You probably kept maybe you know a couple hundred in your mind that you actually might have pulled from over the years. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And we we sort of synthesized all of the information from you know like our friends who had kids. Yeah, basically. Like uh, my wife's mom is kind of uh, in particular was kind of a source of uh, counterproductive info. Let's say because <laughs> she's a. Uh, She's like the quintessential baby mom. And she's the type, I mean, she's amazing. Don't get me wrong. She is like one of the most helpful, great people ever. I get along super well with my in-laws, but she's the type of person who was like, oh, I just loved being pregnant. I just loved the baby stage. I love all of this. It was amazing. And then you talk with her husband, you know, my father-in-law, and he's like, yeah, you vomited a lot and basically had a severe headache your entire pregnancy. And all of our kids were sick constantly and never slept. It uh, wasn't quite that great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but so, I don't, you, you probably actually know what it is, but isn't there a medical drug, that chemical that's in uh, released from the woman's body after they give birth to make them forget? 
I, you know what? I don't know that, but it sure seems like there is. <laughs> or maybe um, I feel like I read that somewhere, right? Because then it's like otherwise, like you, you know, women would have one and say, "Yeah, I'm done. Like I'm not having a second or third or whatever." Yeah, and <laughs> like I mean, honestly though, that's a much more common thing these days with uh, yeah. women being professionals and whatnot. That yeah, um, that's more of a time, you know, time availability. I think. Yeah. So um, I will say this: oxytocin. Ah, it is oxytocin, actually. Oh, just severe oxytocin that makes them forget the pain. Yep, yep, that okay. is. So, yeah, oxytocin is what like makes uh, happy. Uh, yeah, so it makes you happy, and it also yeah. makes um, the, like milk uh, like ejection, like it it stimulates all the like little glands and stuff to squirt milk out. So there that makes go. that actually makes sense. I learned something. Look at that. <laughs> like learned something every day. There you go. Man, beautiful. <laughs> to just inject oxytocin, you're saying? Because that's one of the things I think they that they do do to speed up pregnancy if it's not going well, right? As they basically yes. inject oxytocin. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, in, it induces uh, uh, con- uterine contractions. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, maybe there you go. That's that's crazy, dude. I never knew that. <laughs> I guess I should have paid attention during my OB rotation, huh? Maybe I know these things. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. That's why I'm at the head of the bed, not at the business end when that happens. Uh, well, yeah. You are. You can't. You go at the business end for the, just for five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Well, it better a, not be five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Not even. Yeah. So yeah. epidurals are are sort of like the longitudinal version of a spinal, like okay. where you just like put a tube in and you can run meds through it. Yeah. Um, a spinal is just like one shot, like bam, you're numb and. 30 seconds and okay. it's time to cut a baby out of you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. Well, my, uh, yeah, I was going to say my wife enjoyed the epidural. So, Oh man, that's, it's a godsend, dude. I don't, I don't know why people choose to well, like, she, like she, not well, to get She them. did 28 hours and she Ooh. wasn't going to do, she Ooh. was, she was going to do no drugs. Oh um, man. And then it was actually a recommendation because they were like, look, your body's going to probably start running out of like, you know, adrenaline and yeah. energy and oh, man. and we almost need to do this just so you can sleep so then you can have energy hours. to do it <laughs> yeah man she's a trooper yeah, Good there you go. but but that's like but it, most people don't like understand i'm sure people do right but like even as like young coworkers, when i was talking about like you know oh we're expecting the baby soon like they still think so many people think like you know water breaks and that's it you rush to the hospital and the kid's coming Right. Yeah. Like, no, for my wife from water break to birth was like 28 hours. And then I think yeah. active labor was like, you know, 15 or something like, Oh God, that's insane, man. <laughs> like it was like, yeah, that's so long. Yeah. Especially without an epidural. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. She just gutted it the whole time. huh? Well, it led to the last couple hours. And I think they, she just gave up and was like, not gave up, but they recommended yeah. like, you know, just to basically yeah. fall asleep. Yeah, man. I mean, you, you got to, that's, that's a very high energy sort of, uh, yeah. activity there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey. And well, yeah, especially in a hospital, like they're not very good at letting you sleep. They're like, okay, we'll let you get a nap. And then 30 minutes later come in and like, okay, you got to roll over now. We're yeah. Or like, blood pressure. As, like okay. as like she's napping, they're like, oh, we'll just check how dilated you are while you're napping. Like well, that's yeah. a little evasive, but that's cool. Yeah. You can just go back to sleep. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll yeah. just fist you real quick. Yeah don't, even, yeah. don't even wake up. Just, just keep don't sleeping. Even wake up. Don't mind me. Yeah. Just get you know, Just get to do a little check. Yeah. It's funny. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What a weird specialty, man. That is such yeah. a strange thing to go through, but it's probably such a, could be kind of rewarding, right? Like, cause like you're just oh, yeah, basically sure. bringing lives into the world. Like, 24 7 like just yeah i mean you're like you're like everybody's favorite doctor you know like you're just like here's your baby here you go yay everything's cool <laughs> but when you deal with the scary situations like we had a bit of yeah. a scare where they had like 
like nine or 10 doctors in the room at the time. And it was a little oh, bit, man. it was just like, again, last minute. Yeah. Everyone came in because her heart was dropping and no one knew what was going on. So we had like oh. heart doctors and this stuff, like every pediatric doctor was there just because they had wow. no idea what, like, what was going on with their heart rate and everything. Oh, geez, it ended man. up being like a short and build cord. So it was nothing like major. Like okay. everyone cleared that's, that's her. That's good. Everyone cleared her and they were all out of the room within like minutes after she's born. Yeah, but still, but like, there's that. There's it was that, scary. Like, He's the panic. father yeah. and my mom and my wife. And I'm like, what's going on? Why is there so many effing people here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, it was kind of a weird experience because everybody there knew I was an anesthesiologist. And, uh, like my my wife actually had some issues with uh, her placenta, like not coming out totally, and that's okay. that's like a huge bleeding risk. Yep. And you know, so when the OB like pulled their placenta out, it was like half there. I was like, "What the crap? What <laughs> like uh do do I like?" I was thinking in my mind, like I was trying to be so good to not like dictate care or like yeah. you know interfere in what everybody was doing, but I was thinking like, "Man, if shit hits the fan, like." how, how much stuff am I going to do? <laughs> you know, yeah. like how am I just going to be like grabbing drugs from people and like pushing stuff and like <laughs> fixing this problem and like, let it, you know, let everything settle out afterwards. Or like, how am I going to handle this? Yeah. <laughs> and, like you know, everything, everything was fine. And but, it's like, a, you hopefully know. you guys know that um, that's only half, right? Like we're, we're aware that <laughs> yeah. this continues. This isn't the end. Yeah. Cause like, uh, yeah, her OB kind of goes like, uh i was like oh dude don't don't you do that do not do that with me standing right here you gotta yeah. talk to me <laughs> like That's i see funny. that that is not a whole placenta <laughs> what's going on yeah but, i see not really kind of a like yeah like because it was such a long stretch and didn't eat in not eating well and stuff like that like for me oh, like yeah. and obviously i have the very easy end of the deal but like you know i was kind of there <laughs> and you know i get my hands squished and kind of like you know standing and yeah and i was looking at my wife and then she was like you don't look okay are you okay and i was like i just feel a little lightheaded and we we're kind of whispering to each other and then like the, literally the ob like looks over me he's like sit the f down yeah i'm only dealing with one patient and it's her she's like yesterday i had to we had to call in more doctors to deal with the bleeding husband on the ground because he hit his head in the radiator oh, no. on the way down. So she's like, you need to sit down because I'm not dealing with you right now. I'm like, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I, we've, <laughs> we've all seen dads hit the ground. I think yeah. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> no shame in that. It's a, you know, there's a, there's a fair amount of gore involved in childbirth. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, well, I'm glad everything worked out for you, man. Yeah, you as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that's kind of typically where I kind of, and out like my questions unless there's anything else you want to kind of talk talk about i know we went on a bit of a tangent but oh no that's that's good man um i don't know i think we pretty much covered everything i i really appreciate you having me on man that was cool it was a good experience yeah um, so i was late night trolling the internet and i saw your uh ask me anything on reddit and i was like oh that'd yeah. be kind of cool to kind of have a, a doctor on and talk, talk about fatherhood and gaming and yeah no it's a it's a weird mix of uh uh things to enjoy i guess yeah <laughs> but, hey you just like uh, blood blood and gore yeah exactly in actually. all phases <laughs> of my life yeah well cool dude yeah I, I again really appreciate you having me on um if there's anything i can do for you or uh you know any promotion i can do to get you a little more exposure i'm happy to do that I'm not exactly a giant content creator in my own right but i'm, I'm happy to you know support a bro However and same for sure. I will definitely, uh, you know, I have all your, I pulled it from your Reddit, uh, like, you know, your sure. um, drawing blanks are YouTube and Twitch and all that stuff. So I'll put that all in the show notes and push that on socials and everything as well. All right. Awesome, man. And I'll let you know when I post it, you know, in the coming weeks or whatever. 
Very cool. Yeah, that's right. that's great, dude. Thank well, you. I won't take away from your game time and enjoy oh, the next no, hour or two. Not. And you're not. No worries, man. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, bud. Hey, you too. Okay, bye for now. <laughs> take it easy. My main takeaways from this episode were the importance of being patient, calm, and talking to your children as if they're adults. Remember that kids thrive in routine. Also, remember the importance of communication and organization with your partner to ensure you both can be the best parents possible, the best partners possible, as well as having time to do your own hobbies. I hope you enjoyed the episode and have a great day.